Blog Talk Radio. Take a licking. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for Super Chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer web radio show brought to you by Box Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, author of Chicken Factor, Chicken Poop, National Spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds Program and Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and of course subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. I'm about to say something that may shock you. There's a chance the mealworm treats you're feeding your chickens are doing them more harm than good. Most of the mealworms sold in the U.S. are hollow and empty because of how they're processed, leaving them with little or no nutritional value. The problem is chickens love healthy insects like mealworms, but there hasn't been a way to get access to them in large quantities. Until now. The only mealworm company I endorse is The Honest Worm because of the way they raise and process their mealworms. 
now they've set aside some bags only for my listeners to try for free. Just cover the cost of shipping and handling. Head on over to freemealworms.com. That's freemealworms.com. If you don't see sold out at the top of the page, that means there's still some bags left, but only for a limited time. Go to freemealworms.com and get your free bag today. PDZ has been keeping horse stalls ammonia-free and healthy for nearly 33 years. However, ammonia is ammonia, regardless of the species producing it. Therefore, it will do the same great job in your chicken coops and brooders. Sweet PDZ safeguards flock health by neutralizing and eliminating harmful levels of ammonia and odors. Safe and effective moisture absorption. All-natural, non-toxic, premium-grade zeolite mineral. Contains no masking scents or chemical perfumes. Safe and beneficial to dispose with waste on compost and gardens. Learn more at SweetPDZ.com. That's SweetPDZ.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. With more than 25 years in the business, Eggland's Best is known for its highest standards in taste, nutrition, freshness, and quality. And now the brand is bringing its expertise to backyard farmers nationwide. Introducing Eggland's Best Backyard Chicken Feed. Feeding Eggland's Best Chicken Feed to backyard chickens will result in superior eggs with six times more vitamin D, 25% less saturated fat, more than double the omega-3s, 10 times more vitamin E, and more than double the amount of vitamin B12 than ordinary eggs. Eggland's Best Chicken Feed comes in several varieties for layers and chicks, and they even offer an organic variety. Eggland's Best Chicken Feed is now available in select farm supply, pet, mass merchandiser, and grocery retailers nationwide, including tractor supply. Pick up a bag for your backyard flock today. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Stromberg's family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. How would you like a punch in the beak? And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky... You'll know it's Super Chicken. All righty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends at Kalmbach Feeds. We have a very important and great show lined up for you today. As always, 
we've got Dr. Richard McRae. She's going to be joining us here in just a second, and we're going to be sharing ways that we can keep our flocks cool and comfortable this summer because, let me tell you, heat is far more detrimental to your flock than the cold ever will be. I've said that a million times if I've said it once. In fact, it's even in the summer issue of Chicken Whisper magazine under the uh, from the editor section. And... Um, but, but, yeah, it's a very important topic. There's many ways that we, we can really uh, strive to do this, some wives' tales, some, some proven ways. Uh, we've even, on our Facebook page, had contests where we'll have um, our Facebook fans share ways they keep their flocks cool and comfortable in the summertime, and then you can take what you think would work in your particular situation. But there's some ways that we know will work, and um, Dr. McRae is going to share that with us. So we're glad you're joining us. Uh, we'll be breaking away a little bit early today, maybe around 11.50 a.m., so um, I do need to get my uh, commercials played during the broadcast today, of course, so uh, I'll stop and uh, break in and do the commercials here as needed, but I'm going to the phone lines right now, and we'll bring on Dr. McCray. Thank you very much for joining us, Doc, and a very important topic because birds get stressed, and I've often heard many times from poultry professionals that, you know, clean, fresh water is probably, you know, number one and uh, cool, clean, fresh water. And there's many ways we can do that. But I've also heard that as that water heats up during the day, uh, they will probably drink less of that. And as that water and that waterer uh, may approach their temperature, they may just forfeit it altogether and not drink any. Of course, we don't need that. We know in the summer they'll drink more and eat less. So oftentimes we've talked in these topics about um, if they're eating less and that's where they're getting their main nutrients to survive and lead a healthy life, uh, we've talked and had articles about maybe during the summer adding some vitamins and electrolytes uh, to waterers just to supplement because they're not eating as much because they're drinking more. So so it's a, it can be a serious topic, and, and a lot of people just don't think about that aspect of it. So it is an important topic, and we're going to try to give everybody a, a good review on it today. So we thank you for coming on. Well, maybe that should be my next article, Andy, um, talking about what a vitamin and electrolyte pack really is. And yeah. what it means for That's your flock. Because um, a lot of people don't realize, basically, it's salts. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that can make the birds even thirstier. So you don't want to just throw something out there just because <clears throat> the birds, you know, aren't eating as much when you might be salting the water and, you know, not giving them an alternative source. But uh, I had an I had a thought, Andy. While you were giving your mm-hmm. introduction today, are you still doing contests for your uh, for your listeners? We do. We do some still on the podcast. Most of them now are social media contests, but but we mm. do, and uh, oftentimes I'll have them reply to be entered, and then there's the winners chosen randomly. But absolutely, we still do the contest. I have an idea. Um, it would it would probably require a deadline that's that's a little longer than your usual, but it could be advertised through your um, various sure. outlets and sources. It would be uh, designing a cooling vest for a chicken, whether it be um, something that you add to um, products that are currently out there or something mm-hmm. that you design yourself, um, it could either be for <clears throat> an emergency situation, uh, such as, oh, geez, you found a bird that's collapsed and you need to 
cool them down and keep them cool quick. Um, mm. And or it could be a, a something that's a little more moderate for. Gee, it's the month of July, and I'm going to have to put this on my birds pretty much every day. What could you design? I wonder what people could come up with as far as a way totally awesome product. I mean, I've I've thrown things out there in the past, and let me tell you, listeners respond and get their thinking caps on. And you know, if you're a chicken, you're covered in feathers, and feathers are wonderful insulators. That's why we stuff them into down comforters. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we put them in our mattresses, in our cushions, because they insulate. They, They keep the cold away, but here's the major bummer. They keep the cold that's on the outside of the bird out, away from the skin surface. But in the summer, it also keeps that hot chicken's body heat in close to the body's skin surface. So in order for a chicken to really cool down, it's going to have to do what you see a lot of birds. And when I say chicken, this this is true of all kinds of birds. And I'm not saying design something for all birds. But a lot of birds will lift their feathers up to um, get airflow underneath there. Um, There are sections of the chicken's skin that have feathers, and then there's entire tracts of skin that don't have feathers. Next time you buy a whole chicken at the grocery store, before you start chopping it up, saw it and take a look at it. You're going to see that there's feather um, follicles all over the breast area, But then closer to the wings, on the underside of the wings, there are sections under there that don't have any feather follicles at all. And so when a chicken lifts its wings away from its body and maybe lifts up some of the feathers um, on the sides of the breast, what they're trying to do is get air up underneath there and get airflow. So maybe there's some products out there like a, a chicken vest Or, you know, there's those harnesses that are out there that you could just slip a little um, um, ice pack, a small ice pack, or maybe, I don't know, ice cubes would be all melty. Then they'd end up drinking from it. So maybe they could carry their own water. I don't know. (laughs) Um, A little water bottle attachment. Yeah, a water bottle attachment um, for those (laughs) small water bottles. But there you go. Um, understanding the design of a chicken and where they try to lose heat is going to help you understand where you can step in and actually help your birds keep cool. Um, Of course, chickens have fewer feathers on the face. Um, So comb, wattles, earlobes, those are all areas where they can dissipate heat easily. So, no, I'm not saying create a face mask for your chicken that's a a cooling mask. I I really think they would hate that. Um, But, you know, it's not quite the same if your chicken has feathers on the head, though. That's that's just another area where they can't lose heat um, on that dome skull. But, uh, you know, you've 
You've also got these scaled areas, which do do lose some heat. Um, so instead of leg warmers for chickens, maybe you could do calf coolers for chickens. <laughs> and um, but those are the those are the things. Sometimes you'll see if you put a pan of water out, um, they'll go stand in it, and um, just sometimes they'll even squat down to get more of their leg down into the cool water um, so that's something that you could provide to your flock as an as just an alternative it's just a very shallow pan of water this isn't going to work if you have ducks by the way because they're just going to messy it up but a oh, shallow yeah. pan of water <laughs> that um, they can walk through or just kind of hang out in and that's just something that you're going to dump and clean every day and, and put fresh water in there, um, making sure that you don't end up with mosquito larvae in there because um, you don't want that to, to create its own management issue. But a lot of people will just set out, um, not necessarily a kiddie pool. What, I, what I've seen people do, what I think is most effective, is they go to the, the um, dollar store or they go to a thrift store and get the cake pans. Um, either the aluminum round ones or something that, that only has a, a couple of inches high on the sides because if you have bantam breeds that you don't want to you don't want them to have to step over it um, or they may just end up perching on the end of it and then pooping in it or um, crushing the side down if it's just a little aluminum pan um, but I like finding old old cake pans and just using that because then you know maybe i put a buck into it or if that um or well it's yard sale season so why not get out there and start looking for alternate products for your chickens with alternate uses um for you to to place out there could you freeze water yeah you could put a pan of water in your freezer um freeze it and Stick it out into the pens for your chickens, and, you know, they're going to step on it. They're going to probably poop on it. It's going to melt throughout the day. It's going to be messy, mucky, yucky. I don't know if you want to clean that pan and never put it back in your freezer, but you may. You may choose to do that. Um, or some people just put the pan of water out there, and throughout the day, sometimes they'll put uh, ice cubes in it just to keep it cool, maybe dumping a little bit out each time so it doesn't overflow on them <clears throat> to keep things cooler for their birds. Um, it's a more of a labor of love. Uh, if you're home all day, this is something you can do. If you're not home all day, then it's going to be more challenging. You're going to have to set something out in the morning, and if it lasts till noon, I think you're lucky. <laughs> and the hottest time of the day is right about 4 o'clock in the summertime. From that two to five time period before the sun goes down, but four o'clock seems to be where we reach maximum temperatures outdoors. <clears throat> so if you're close enough to home that you can go home at lunch, put something out there for them in in only the the real hot months, I'm saying, and know that it's probably going to last for them through the hotter part of the day more so than putting it out in the morning. It's not going to work for everybody, though. So your plan of action, 
um, is also going to involve a thermometer. And most of the stores this time of year have started to sell minimum, maximum thermometers. Um, stuff that you can put out on your deck and just hang out there and see what the temperature high and low really is. Put mm-hmm. that in your coop. Put one indoors where the roost is and put one at the same level as the roost and then put one in the run, the outdoor run area. I wouldn't hang it. Uh, if it's a mercury thermometer, I wouldn't hang it where the chickens could peck at it just because craziness happens. And, you know, not sure that anybody should be eating mercury, much less your chickens. <laughs> okay. So somebody loses their mind because the neighbor dog comes by, crashes into a mercury thermometer, and then bam. Well, look at that shiny stuff on the ground. I think I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that thermometer. <laughs> Um, so I've had you, know, you want to hang I've had it. Them actually, I've had them actually bust. Um, I don't think, I think they've done away with a lot of mercury and thermometers. Yeah. But I had one, um, that was, uh, glass and it was small mm-hmm. and, but the inside was red that would go, you yeah. know, so you could, you know, and, uh, they, they're attracted to that color. So I've, I've had pullets and a brooder when they got a little bit older, say four or five weeks old that have pecked that and broke it. Um, because yeah. it's red, they're attracted to it, and they're interested, and they come up. So, yes, it does happen. I've experienced that firsthand. And all you have to do is cover it with a piece of paper. Yeah. I mean, it was just very simple. They got access I to mean, it. I mean, the, min, the min-max thermometers just have a little um, rod up higher. than. So all you have to do is kind of cover up up to, like, say, 70 or 80 degrees. And with a piece of paper, and <clears throat> that little button or the little rod's going to just stay where the minimum and the maximum was. Um, and that's what you're going to read and write down. So go to the dollar store, Dollar Tree, get yourself a dollar clipboard, hang it inside the coop, tie a pencil to it. And every day when you go out there, record the minimum and the maximum. That way you can really know and understand, all right, when my chickens go to roost at night, this is the temperature where they're roosting at. Now, we all know heat rises and cold descends. So if your roost is up high, they're not going to want to roost up there when it's hot. Well, think about installing some sort of venting system. If if your coop doesn't have vents, then... um, You might want to think about putting a box fan in there or sliding vents or even an attic fan that's solar-powered so that when you need airflow, your chickens can get airflow. Um, That realization of what the temperatures really are for your chickens really helps your decision-making because, remember, your chickens have to live with whatever decisions you come up with. And if your decisions are based on a guess, well, make sure it's as educated of a guess as possible. That's all I would ask you to do because they got to live with it. So a lot of times people will... um, take a drop cord and um, run a fan out to the coop 
uh, one of the things that people often forget is um, make sure you pull up that drop cord before you mow your yard. Um, make sure that that connection between the fan and the drop cord is secure. So sometimes you can tie a little knot uh, with the two ends of the cord, putting them together. So if if somebody's running across the yard and and trips on the drop cord and pulls on it real hard, it doesn't just unplug. And then that usually a young person keeps running on, and your chickens are without a fan all day. Boy, they're gonna look at you crosswise that evening. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but if you if you've got it secure, one thing I do recommend is that you take a little bit of electrical tape and right there at the connection between the two. Wrap that in case you do get um, like a rainstorm. You don't want any water seeping in there and, and causing things to short out. Because um, mm-hmm. then, then you'll be like, what's wrong? Why isn't this working? And there's water in there and you're trying to play with stuff. And you think you have to reflex the fan or you've got to go hit a breaker, so on and so forth. That'll save you several minutes of issues and heartache and so on. A little bit of electrical tape. Probably everyone's got one roll somewhere tucked in a drawer in the garage someplace. And time to go dig it out. And if it's not, you know, completely gross and needs replacing, put it to work. Uh, Box fan is easy. They're cheap. They're readily available this time of year. Um, Just keep in mind that it's going to get dusty and cobwebby quick a lot faster than you would think. So what are you going to do to keep that thing maintained? Um, You're going to have it, you know, you've got to choose. Are you going to have it pointed inwards on the coop or are you going to have it pointed outwards to kind of suck air out of the coop? What do you want? Um, Placement is key. Do the birds really need to have air blowing on them all night long in the coop? Well, that depends on your temperature, and it also depends on your birds. So having it pointed in such a way that they're not blowing directly on the birds, but maybe the air gets deflected off of a wall and passes over the birds is the way that you want to go. A lot of people don't know when they put a, a, a fan in, they don't know where the fan's blowing or going. And in Mm -hmm. commercial industry, they use a smoke bomb to do that. So um, that's something, you know, 4th of July is coming up, and and sometimes you can can just go get a little smoke bomb and uh, see where that air is flowing by holding it right in front of your your fan's path. And you can kind of see where where that that air is is headed. Of course, um, be careful and... Don't smoke yourself out, but uh, if you've got a, a way to do that, um, I, I would recommend it. It's also really cool for kids at work um, and see where the air goes in their coop. Something that you could do with kids is take a little tiny fan versus a big fan and see how much air actually moves over each in the coop um, using that smoke bomb device. It's pretty cool for adults, too, quite honestly. Um, and every time that gets used inside uh, a chicken house, a lot of times what they're doing is they're looking for leaks. 
So they, you know, it's a dollars and cents issue for them. And so they want to know where they're, they're leaking uh, air. Um, usually it's around doors. Um, so maintaining doors is important. But, um, you know, when you pay for a ventilation system, you want it to work correctly. So if your chickens are hot, you're right, Andy. They're going to want to drink water, which means their droppings are going to be a little bit looser, which means that you have a greater chance for ammonia buildup. And that's something for you to consider because not only does heat rise, but so does ammonia gas. So when chickens defecate, they produce a solid um, urate in their droppings, and the bacteria in their fecal material break down those urates, and you do get off-gassing. <clears throat> so the gas goes up, and if your perch in, in the way your coop was designed um, means that all the ammonia gathers at the top and has nowhere else to go, guess what? If your chickens are perching up there, it may not be the mm -hmm. heat that's driving them out um, to perch or perch outdoors in the hottest summer months or um, to uh, <clears throat> to lay down at the bottom of the coop during the hottest summer months. It may be just the ammonia that's doing it. And that's not exactly fair for your birds. You should definitely have a um, a way to measure that. I mean, honestly, if you go in there and you're just sticking your head in the door, you may not be putting your head in your face right where the birds have to live and breathe that in. You may not stick your head in, but maybe once a week to fill the feeder or change the water, depending on how you've got things set up. You might just be reaching in to gather the eggs every day. So make sure in the hottest summer months, you are putting your face where the birds have to be. And if you're sweating and uncomfortable, well, our body temperature is 98.6. Theirs is 102.5 and then some in the summer. <laughs> so you've got to respect what your birds are going through um, because it's just it's just hard on them. Um, the other thing is a lot of people want to give treats, like watermelon. Yeah, everything in moderation. Remember, watermelon contains a lot of water, and they're probably going to have wetter droppings, resulting in more ammonia. So you just need to monitor that. There's give and take on every system, even your backyard system. You've got to understand how each thing has a role and plays on other things in your flock. Uh, I like getting just a very simple, small fan, um, something that has a clip and doesn't have a whole lot of, um, um, you know, it's not going to knock you over kind of fan, uh, doesn't have a whole lot of flow on it. But if I had to uh, take just an office fan, and wire it or, or make sure it doesn't fall down. <laughs> Secure it in some way to your coop. 
And if I had to blow directly on the birds, I would make sure it's not something as heavy-duty as a box fan because a lot of birds just don't comfortable for them. When you end up in a situation where your birds are really, really stressed and hurting and um, you've got time to work with them on that, what I would recommend that you do is give them a bath and let them cool down. Okay, this is not a popular option with a lot of chickens. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, if you're getting into a heat stress situation, you need to know how this is done so that if you need to do it quickly, you're not trying to do something halfway for the first time and stressing out over that and you've got a chicken that's trying to pass out on you. Because they will. They will expire very quickly. Um, panting. Uh, will start and then they'll pull their wings up and pull feathers away from their body and then sometimes what they try to do is dissipate the heat from their body by coming in contact with something cooler say the shavings in their coop Um, if there's a shady spot in the coop that maybe has just a little temperature difference they'll lay down in that area but if they are overwhelmed and they're about to die, they're going to lay on their side, they're going to try to stretch out as much as possible, and they're going to pant. And then they're going to get to the point where they're not panting anymore. And if you find your birds in this state, you've got minute situation. You need to take them and give them a bath, not in ice cold water. That will shock the chickens. But you're going to want to put them in cool water and just keep them there. Get that water to their skin. Start underneath the wings because that's where a lot of the skin is that doesn't have feathers covering it. Um, If the chicken perks up, you might try um, giving it a medicine dropper of water, Uh, but don't try to give water necessarily to a chicken that's panting unless you know what you're doing because you don't want them to aspirate the water. Uh, Provide them with cool, fresh, clean water. And it doesn't necessarily have to be vitamin water at first. Um, Eventually, yes, you can give that to them. But, you know, you you want them to take it easy for the first half day after a heat stress event. Keep them in a cool, dark place. If you've got that in your home, like, say, in a mudroom or something like that, find a box, put air holes in it, put them in there with a little bit of water. Um, They'll be damp, so you may have to put a a towel underneath the box. But, um, you know, hopefully your chicken will recover. Um, I'm going to stop you right there and go to I'm going to go to a quick commercial. Since we got a shorter uh, um, yeah. show today, I want to make sure I get these in. So we'll be right back after uh, this short break, folks. So if you didn't know, we are talking with our good friend, Dr. Bridget McRae. We're talking about, and she's sharing with us, ways we can keep our flocks cool and comfortable this summer. Very, very, very important because, again, we all know that heat is far more detrimental to our flocks than the cold ever will be. And she's sharing some great tips today. If you tuned in late, uh, no worries. The show is archived via podcast. You'll be able to listen 24 hours a day, seven days a week, shortly after the live show, 
in. So we'll be back. Stay with us right after this short break from our sponsors. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. How would you like to sleep in on the weekends without having to get up early to let your chickens out? Or not have to rush home after eating dinner to shut your chickens in for the night? And who's had the unfortunate surprise that a raccoon, possum, or fox got to your chickens because you forgot to close the coop? Well, your days of worrying have come to an end. Introducing the Chicken Guard Automatic Chicken Coop Door Opener. Working off either the timer or light sensor, Chicken Guard automatically opens your coop door in the morning to let the girls out and shuts it at night to keep them safe. Tried and trusted by over 40,000 users worldwide. Buy Chicken Guard online at chickenguardian.com or your local farm and feed store. That's chickenguardian.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Want to protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster? Nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and large fowl hens. They also come in several different styles and colors. Give your hens the protection they deserve by purchasing Hen Saver Hen Aprons today. 100% of all proceeds goes to provide care to rescued animals at Crazy K Farm in Hempstead, Texas. Purchase your Hen Saver Hen aprons at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. The Yard Bird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in less than 15 seconds. 
The compact size makes it easy to transport and easy to store. The one and a half horsepower motor and 20 inch stainless steel tub can handle two eight pound birds at the same time. There are no belts or pulleys to wear out and no adjustments necessary, which makes it virtually maintenance free. For more information about how you can own this must-have chicken processing product, visit YardbirdChickenPluckers.com today. That's YardbirdChickenPluckers.com. This looks like a job for... Super Chicken? You get the super sauce, I'll don my super suit. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds, today's topic, summer heat and your chickens. And our guest today is the lovely Dr. Bridget <laughs> McRae. And uh, so, th- again, thanks for joining us. Great information so far. I will let you continue because we've got about nine minutes to wrap it up. Got it. <clears throat> yeah. One of, the, one of the hardest things that people face is, is worry. And they worry about how their chickens are doing while they're at work, and that's oh, really that where me. I know. I know I only, only got nine minutes, but that reminds me. I met on tour this past spring when I was up in Ohio and Michigan on my book tour. Um, I met a lady who had um, wireless cameras in her coop and run. And while we were there, after my book signing, she came up to me with her iPhone or smartphone or whatever it was <laughs> and said, look, here's my coop. And we were looking live at her run and her chickens from uh, the, the family farm and home where we were doing our event. So um, yeah, <laughs> for those who are interested, there's a solution to that. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. I know. Live, and those are really yeah, affordable live. systems, too. There's only, they're they only a couple be. hundred bucks. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, we were looking at that for um, like a, a research trial, and a lot of them want to just connect to your iPhone, and yes. uh, well, you know, or or any telephone product. Um, but yeah, that was it was cool to check that out. That's neat. Um, but worry does bug people, especially if you have all your chickens named, and you really dig your flock. When your flock's uncomfortable, you're not as powerless as you think. And I really do recommend most coops get some sort of solar-powered attic fan. And they're easily found online. You can sometimes find them at um, at your big box store. But um, if your coop has electricity, think about it. Put one of those in, and um, if you can wire in a, a thermostat to it, maybe it only kicks on after 80 degrees. Um, but that's just, you know, depends on your coop, depends on um, whether you've got electricity, but I really do like attic fans because, you know, some of those coops are, they're just hot boxes. Mm-hmm. Your your younger birds, as they grow, need heat, but even they, if you're brooding chicks, you just got your chicks this week or last week, you're brooding them indoors, depending on where you are, it may be perfect for them outside. 
it may be too hot for them outside. Um, so before you put your birds outdoors, the day before you're thinking about putting them out there, look at the weather report, but also put a thermometer out there and see if it's going to be too hot um, inside their interior area so that, you know, they don't stress out on their first days venturing forth into the coop. That's if you're not brooding them in the coop. So thermometers, fans, fresh, clean water, and also um, cooling systems. Some people will actually hose off the roof of their coop, or I recommend put insulating material underneath the roof of your coop. So insulation not only keeps the coop warmer in the winter, but cooler in the summer. Um, if you don't have that, you might have to hose off the roof right about 3 or 4 o'clock so that the heat doesn't radiate down on them. If you've got one of those tiny coops, um, they're going to need that. Uh, if the only escape they have is into the run and that's not covered, then, you know, you've, you've created a, a difficult environment for them and you'll probably have to hose off that coop once a day in the afternoon. The closer that coop is to the chickens means that whatever heat is radiating off the roof radiates right down on top of them. So, yes, the small coops are cheap. Um, the inclination is, well, I, don't ha I can't afford a, a bigger coop, so I'll just let my chickens run free. Well, we've talked about biosecurity time and again and the risks that you're taking in that. So if you can perhaps delay your chicken venture a few years and save up some more money for a bigger coop, then you'll be allevi alleviating a lot of the biosecurity problems by keeping them in that run, but also heat control in the summertime will um, be made a little bit easier. Although it is hard to ignore the baby chicks in the feed store this time of year. <clears throat> you can hear them screaming as soon as you walk in the door. Am I wrong? Am I wrong, Andy? A lot of chicks get picked up on impulse buys this time of year. Great, you, sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have your your Facebook page open or your um, your chat window open. Were there any questions? Didn't have the chat open today. Don't see any questions. I'll check again oh. over on Facebook. Um, I'm there now. And uh, no, I don't see any currently right there. Sometimes I get some email to me as well. So, um, and then because I'll listen to the archive show, and then they'll shoot over some uh, questions at CW well, at ChickenWhisperer dot com. Yep. Let's serious, seriously consider now that we're within driving distance to, of one another. Let's seriously consider having a a contest sponsored um, event where folks send in prototypes. Um, of their chicken cooling suits or vests and see what ingenuity is out there for our chicken entrepreneurs, our backyard flock owners. I think that's a good idea. I think we'll do that, maybe kind of incorporate it into some type of contest. And, and maybe we, we'll narrow it down to like two or three entries and then you can share that. You can be a judge, but maybe we can get some of the poultry scientists at Auburn to be a judge and, whether, you know, just say, hey, we, we think that, you know, different categories and this may be the easiest to, to implement. This may be, 
you know, a better, you know, that, that type of thing, and then just uh, maybe have three, narrow it down to three, and then uh, we'll narrow that down to one grand prize winner. I think that's pretty neat. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for having me on the show today, Andy. Thank you for coming on. Awesome as always. I want to remind everybody, too, last year in the summer issue of Chicken Whisperer Magazine 2017, you can go to chickenwhisperermagazine.com and then click on Issues and click on the summer 2017 issue. There was a great article written by our friend Zach um, up at uh, – well, he, he's up at Michigan now. Yeah, Zach Williams Yeah, he just got the job now. at Michigan State. That's fabulous, and uh, he wrote an article about summer heat and our chickens, and uh, so that that's a great one to review, and, and again, free at chickenwhispermagazine.com. Also, I want to say the summer before that, probably the summer 14 issue, uh, I'm sorry, summer of 16 uh, in Chicken Whisper Magazine, there was a great article uh, about summer nutrition and your flock um, by a poultry nutritionist, uh, um, Dr. Nancy Jefferson with Kalmbach Feed. So there's a lot of uh, um, information you can grab from us and uh, the experts that we have that, that, that work with us, Chicken Whisperer Magazine and on the podcast and everything else. So those are some hints I wanted to share with everybody as well, including this podcast and others we've done with Dr. McRae on this topic. So, yeah, we've uh, got a lot out, of so- repository of good information out there that people can access. We absolutely do, and uh, that's what we do, and that's why we have folks like you on to share the the expert advice from, from all your, your uh, training. So, hey, thanks for coming on. We'll see you back here in a couple of weeks, and uh, um, blessings to you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye, Andy. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for coming on. Alrighty, that's going to wrap up another show of Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by our good friends over at Compact Feeds. We thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. God bless everybody. Uh-huh.